welcome back to the Youth Move Nevada podcast. Hey everyone, do you know what month it is? Um, last time I checked it was May. Why do you guys ask? Well, I ask because May is an important and exciting month in our world of youth and advocacy. Do you guys know what's going on? Single de Mile? Of course. No, 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 no. I think, I think Riley's talking about Mother's Day. Well, while those are all great days in May, I'm actually talking about Children's Mental Health Awareness Week, which is the week of May 2nd through May 8th. Oh yeah, as a youth organization, that is our favorite month of the year. That's true. This is a time where we address different facets of children's mental health, and it's a time where we as youth advocates have lots of conversations, educate the community, and engage youth and adults in activities surrounding the topic of children's mental health. Let's get into a conversation on this year's Children's Mental Health Awareness Week. The views and opinions expressed by the Youth Move Nevada podcast are those of the authors and do not reflect Youth Move National. Any content provided by the speakers and presenters are of their opinion and are not intended to malign anyone or anything. It's 2021. And we have made a lot of progress with mental health and May result of all of this. We didn't just start recognizing May as Children Mental Health Month. No, we didn't. Would you believe me if I told you this effort started back in 1949? That's right, in 1949, the National Mental Health Association declared May as Mental Health Month. This Awareness Month has continued to evolve into a powerful initiative around children and youth mental health. I'm shocked to know that it's been around for that long. I actually have something interesting I'd like to share since we're talking about the history of this month. Go for it. Okay, so Daniel, what's the color that represents children's mental health? What color do we always wear throughout the month of May? Green, of course. Yes, green. But if you're like me, you'd be asking, why green of all of the colors? Well, after some reading, I found out that green is used to combat bias and discrimination. Dating back all the way to the 1800s, green was used to brand people and label them as insane. When all of these decisions about Mental Health Month were taking place, the children's mental health community decided to continue using the color green, but while they worked to shift its focus. Green signifies new life, new growth, and new beginnings. Therefore, we wear these green ribbons to raise public awareness to better the lives of children with mental health and behavioral health needs, and to show our support of children and their families. You know, that's so empowering, and will tie right into this year's theme of Children's Mental Health Week. But first, I want to know, why is this month important? It's a good question. And really, the goal of this nationally recognized month is to increase the public's awareness and educate communities to expand the public's understanding of children's mental health needs and the impact on families. This past year or so has been pretty unprecedented. We've all experienced drastic changes to our everyday lives, been burdened with threats of illness, and social unrest has brought mental health concerns to the forefront of many conversations. If anything, I am thankful that people are starting to talk about mental health. Me too. We've dealt with a lot, and it's expected that mental health needs would increase, and that's okay. Not only have we lived through the COVID-19 pandemic, but topics like racial injustice, discrimination, and political controversy have emerged. All these issues, no matter your background, age, or color, has affected our health. It's critical to have these conversations and recognize that conversations around mental health is taking place more now than ever before. 
which, like Daniel, I'm thankful for. Of course, we are passionate about children and youth mental health all 12 months of the year. But this month in Children's Mental Health Awareness Week gives us a special opportunity to start these conversations to inform others and positively influence attitudes regarding mental health. With each year, though, comes a new theme, and this is always fun. What is this month's theme? This month's theme is Flip the Script on Mental Health. That sounds very interesting. Can you explain what this means? Yeah, so really the idea is to flip or change our perception on mental health, to take it from something that's negative to something more proactive and positive. The idea of the color green continuing to represent children's mental health after taking its original meaning and shifting it to something that powerful and positive is honestly the perfect example. That is a great example. I also want to share that the National Federation of Families says that when you ask someone what they think of when we use the term mental health, it's not uncommon for people to say things like depression, anxiety, suicide, or medication. Alternatively, when you ask what they think of when you say physical health, people answer exercise, good nutrition, and getting plenty of rest. And herein lies the problem. According to mentalhealth.gov, mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects the way we think, feel, and act, and it helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. With this said, our perception of mental health and learning to care for it, like we do our physical health, begins in childhood. It's time to flip the script. I love their takeaway on flipping the script. It makes a lot of sense to me. Before I got involved with Youth Move, I only view mental health as anxiety, suicide, and depression, when really it is so much more. And that's why the script needs to be flipped. I think many people can relate to that. And I also want to reiterate that mental health is important at every stage of life. Our perceptions begin in childhood, and that's another reason why it's so powerful to flip the script. Absolutely. And for the purpose of this podcast, I want to share that Youth Move Nevada is supporting the National Federation of Families' efforts and hopes to educate individuals about the importance of teaching children the following points. First, that experiencing mental health challenges during your lifetime is not uncommon. In fact, one in five children will experience mental health struggles, and it's important to ask for help when you do. Next, that caring for your mental health is vital part of living a healthy life and fulfilled life. And lastly, that it's important to offer acceptance, support, and respect for others who have mental health challenges in their lives and communities. We are looking to join these efforts by producing digital resources, holding conversations, and engaging with youth to talk about mental health and share resources. We want youth to be involved and continue removing the stigma placed on mental health. So clearly May is a month of action, full of ways to make a difference and bring awareness to mental health. But you might be wondering, how do I get involved and what can I do as a youth or as an individual? Let's talk about it. Keep in mind that these awareness activities are great no matter the month, and May is just a time to practice them. Lexi, do you want to start us off with a tip? Yeah, one way that I think everyone can partake in mental health awareness is by talking openly about mental health. It's a part of all of our lives, whether we realize it or not, and the way that we talk about it sets the tone and influences others around us. With this point in mind, I want to say that I've realized that our generation 
those of us in our teens and early 20s are more open to talking about mental health than my grandma's generation, per se. And I really think that that's progress in itself. That's very true. You're more likely to hear a 16-year-old talk openly about seeing a therapist than someone that's older. I think this, too, goes along with talking openly, and we need to realize that our words, or lack of them, contribute to the stigma surrounding mental health. Great point, Riley. And I think speaking openly about mental health means that it's okay to say I have anxiety or I am depressed. It's okay to talk about these things. And quite frankly, we need to talk about it more so that when children and youth experience anxiety and mental health, they know that it's okay and that they aren't alone. Talking openly will help us get to that point. Another tip from the Federation of Families is to educate yourself and others about mental health. Communities and people need more accurate information, and with this comes more knowledge and power. Seeking out accurate and current information is helpful when learning about mental health. A lot of the stigma surrounding mental health comes from a lack of education, so if we can help inform others and share the right information, we can get to a better understanding of mental health. I feel that there is so much information out there that it is very important to see where we get the information from. Absolutely. Lexi, hit us with another way to create awareness. Language. Your language and the way that you speak about mental health is one way to engage and create a positive change. Be conscious of your language. We really like to practice person-first language and avoid words and phrases that perpetrate bias and discrimination. And we like to pay attention to this specifically when talking about mental health. We don't want to say you are bipolar referencing when someone is being emotional or say that I'm OCD when really you're just organized. Labels are powerful, so be mindful of how you use them. It's much better to say, I have bipolar, rather than saying, I am bipolar. By saying that, you are not letting your mental health and disability define you. I know I started paying attention to how I spoke about myself and my mental health, and I was the most negative person. So yes, it will take time and patience and practice, but the results are really worth it. You know, I've been there and done that, and Lexi is right. Another way to get involved is encouraging equality in perceptions of health. We want mental health to be taken just as seriously as physical health. Statistics show that mental health is prevalent, yet when we think of health, we prioritize physical health and tend to forget about the mental health aspect. Our approach in addressing mental health as we do physical health needs to be equal. Much like you go to the hospital for a broken bone, we want youth to know that it's okay to get help and talk to professionals about anxiety and their mental health. It will be great if we can get to a point where mental health is taken seriously, where youth know that it's okay to experience it and help is available. Agreed. And in the meantime, while we fight for equality, we need to practice empathy and compassion towards those that do experience mental health. I think this starts with seeing the person and not seeing the illness. Totally. At the end of the day, we are all people. And like we said earlier, your mental health doesn't define you. Of course, it contributes to who you are, but you are an individual and that's just one part of your life. I would like to note that the National Federation of Families also says that you can make a difference by challenging the media. And this tip is important and I want to make sure we touch on this real fast. Media plays a large role in shaping attitudes towards mental health, and often the media's portrayals aren't realistic and do more harm than good. We need to recognize that media plays into emotions and often dramatizes mental and behavioral health to gain more interest from the public. 
try to push back against the way that the media portrays people with mental health needs and make the connection between fiction and reality. Don't let it carry over into your personal perceptions. Thank you for not forgetting about that, Riley. If anything, mental health is becoming more popular in TV shows, movies, and even reality TV, which on one hand I think is really good, but Riley is right. We need to remember that it's not always accurate, and often mental health is portrayed through a negative lens. Do you have an example of a time you challenged media? You know, personally, the one I like to bring up to people I'm talking to the most is in like movies and TV shows. People who have struggles with their mental health um, are often shown as being violent and unstable. But in reality, the statistics show that people who struggle with their mental health are much more likely to be on the receiving end of violence than on perpetrating it. Such a great point, Riley. Thank you so much for, for sharing that example with us. I think we have compiled a great list of ways of getting involved and engaged in children's mental health month and week. Definitely. And it just shows that there are so many options for us to get involved and make a difference. Children's mental health matters. Children's mental health is important. And children's mental health deserves awareness. Whether you have a conversation with a friend, shift your language, or learn more about mental health, you are making a positive impact. For more information, you can access the resources we talked about and other episodes on the Youth Move Nevada webpage on the Nevada PEP website by visiting www.nvpep.org. We also share content on all social media platforms, so make sure to follow at Youth Move Nevada on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure to stay connected with us and join us in our mental health awareness activity. We will catch you guys next time on Youth Move Nevada podcast. Bye, everyone. The theme music used in this podcast was created by Youth Move Nevada member TJ Stevens of Falanchi Productions.